1: cheese please! Cheese
2: please
1: in color Here are your hosts Starf dude
2: and Daffodil Hello, dear listeners. It's another edition of Cheese Please. My name is Snarf Dude.
3: That, of course, would make me Daffodil. Yeah,
2: you can figure that out. Even the announcer guy
3: could tell you who we are.
2: But, you know, you, you're, you're pretty smart. You know what's going on, right? And you're pretty sure that I'm not Snarf Dude. Well, I don't know that exactly. I have to look my my name tag every so often. But I'm pretty sure. Yes, I'm pretty sure, too. Anyway, on the show this week, we have a bit of a celebrity Daffodil. He's pop- really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Dick Clark one more time. Yeah, he's going to be here. Dick Clark is going to be here. Well, in record anyway.
3: I was just going to say, if it's, it's gruesome and not Halloween. <laughs> I know that, but we're going to take a look at the serious storytelling
2: side of Dick Clark. You know, the guy the guy was on
3: TV and radio for decades. Doing all kinds of things. Game shows, some fancy party on New Year's Eve every year. Uh, that Practical Jokes
2: TV series back in the 90s. But you know what? He had a serious side. And we're going
3: to share it. Yes.
2: Also on the show this week, uh, we're going to go back and wonder why a hockey star in the NHL would record a disco record in the yes. late 1970s.
3: Yes, we're so sorry, but we're going to do it anyway.
2: Yeah, he spent a lot of money on it. And we'll tell you more about that a little later on. But we're starting off. I love this daffodil. I spent years trying to figure out what that song was on The Price is Right, that cliffhanger game daffodil, when that that, that alp the guy, guy climbs the mountain.
3: Yo-dee, 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 yo-dee. Yes.
2: It's an actual song. Really? It's, it's on an album about Switzerland music. Excellent. Yeah, well, we're going to play The Marcher shortly off the same album. We're starting it off with the little guy marching up the mountain from The Price is Right with the Jura Orchestra and on the French's Mountains right here on... It's Cheese, Please! Is an important part of everybody's daily balanced musical diet. The full fat, you get the full flavor. It's a good cheese. cheese. Thaler and Vrendy Puh. How do you pronounce that? Vrendy Piff. Oh, <laughs> I just look like a like, Uh No. And uh, P-F-Y-L. How do you pronounce
3: that? You need to buy some more vowels.
2: Uh, I guess so. And the Marcher.
3: And before that, made
2: famous by the cliffhanger game from The Price is Right that actually started in 1976, from what I understand, On the French's Mountains, the Jura Orchestra, on the show this week. my name is Surf Dude. And
3: I'm Daffodil, and you are listening to Cheese Please, and we are going to do this.
2: And now it's time for the Cheese Please. And it's a profile this week by this man. This is Dick Clark one more time. Yes, you're going to be in here one more time, and he keeps saying that, and he keeps coming back. I don't get that. I know. Eh, anyway. Uh, Dick Clark... For decades on radio and television, started with American Bandstand in the 50s, and then he had his countdown shows, his retro shows on radio, and had the Bloopers and Practical Jokes show in the 1990s on television. Pyramid show. The pyramid, oh yeah, the game shows, of course.
3: He had all kinds of game shows.
2: That's true. And, uh, of course, the New Year's Rockin' Eve. Uh, For many, many years.
3: Which still has his name on it, even now.
2: Yes, even though it's hosted by little Dick Clark.
3: Mini Dick Clark. Yeah. Dick Dick Clark Light.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Dick Clark Light. That's right. Ryan Seacrest. But you know what? At some point in the 1960s, Dick decided to say, hey, I can do the serious side of myself
3: and put it on a record so Uh, the world will know about it forever.
2: Yeah, a couple of records, actually. Uh, The Wasting of Wesley Joe Grimm. Oh, really? Okay. I just read them. But we're starting off with a fable of fun country. Fun and Dick Clark? Okay.
3: Right here on? Definitely it's Cheese Please.
4: Once upon a time, in a land far away, there lived a people who were very unhappy with the way things were. One night, on the eve of the fourth day of the seventh month, a vision appeared in the western sky and offered this people any one wish that they could all agree upon. The unhappy people unanimously asked to be rid of Old Iron Hand, their ruler, and to live in a land where they, the people, could rule. Well, when they awoke on the morning of the fourth day of the seventh month, the unhappy people were amazed to find themselves in fun country. Well, for many years, the fun folk lived and loved. They farmed and fought. They laughed and cried. Were born and died. And it was always fun time in fun country. Nobody ever complained. Until one Thursday morning, a dissenting voice was heard. Now nobody panicked. They'd given themselves the right to dissent. But the dissenter did attract a little attention. And soon there were others, publicity seekers, honest dissenters, troublemakers, shipped over by old iron hand, kids who loved to dissent and didn't really care why. And finally, dissenting became more popular than bingo. Only during wars did the dissension stop and the nation showed a solidly united front during all wars until a particularly unhappy little war came along and the dissenters couldn't resist having a field day with it. Now the fun folk were confused. When the dissenters saw this they poured it on even more and fun folk found themselves being ashamed of their national concept and origins, their traditions, their leaders. and soon, they started looking the other way when the flag passed by. Patriotism became passé. And then one night, on the eve of the fourth day of the seventh month, one dissenter climbed the highest flagpole in the land, and holding a torch on high, he set fire, the flag, and Fun Country reached its final degradation. The flag burned all night, and when dawn arrived, the Fun Folk found that the vision had taken back the land and had returned the people to Old Iron Hand.
1: Rocks. Now where's my money? Jeez.
4: The rain washed the grime and the road smells off the body of Wesley Joe Grimm as he tooled his long bike into Oakville, a town that meant trouble for him. He felt cold eyes peeking from windows in this town refrigerated by fear. A siren, a cop, saying, hold it and see if we've got a bust here. Arms out, lean on that car top. Okay, Stomper, you seem to be clean. Now get on that bike and keep going and no looking back's what I mean. Wesley held up two fingers and rolled on, he learned to respect heavy hate. But stop for a light at the corner. Wesley Joe Grimm met his fate. She asked for a ride and he nodded, and she silently climbed on behind. Her fingertips crept neath his leather. The heat of her near blew his mind. She said all of her friends called her MJ. She lived in that place up ahead. They showered and ate, and then Wesley, for the first time in weeks, slept in bed. In their differences, they found a sameness, an awakening that overcame doubt. They captured experience, grabbed at its tail, survived short of blue freaking out. They laughed, and they played, and they argued. They ate, and they loved, and they cried. He gave her what all women lived for. She gave him new masculine pride. The days and the weeks blurred into memories till the night MJ pulled Wesley near. Honey, place your hand here on my stomach. I think there's a new life in here. MJ's folks called the law out on Wesley swore out a complaint in their rage. Then MJ told him to his horror that she looked kinda old for her age. As the law was breaking the door down, they heard Wesley Joe starting his bike. He yelled, soon as we're clear, we'll get married. Then your folks can complain all they like. When the cops spotted them on the highway, Wesley knew he was in for a race, and the long bike roared off into darkness with the black and the white screeching in chase turn on a road strewn with gravel, a skid, then the cliff echoed crashes. A baby girl would have been born today, but the fire turned new life to ashes. The rain washed the grime and the road smells as the blood and the dreams trickled from him. He died near his long bike outside Oakville, the wasting of Wesley Joe Grimm
2: keys please with dick clark doing pulp fiction on a record
3: that was that was intense and awful just so you know
2: That's the best thing I can call it. Pulp fiction on a record.
3: Without all the dirty words.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not even thinking about the movie, per se. You know, that that whole paperback thing. You know, that kind of pulp fiction. Melodramatic. Yeah. I I don't know. Dick Clark just doesn't do it for the whole melodramatic thing. That's why he's here. And, of course, the, the, the
3: lightning helps. Just a little push it to really go over the top. All I could think about the whole time was Run, Johnny, Run.
2: Run, Joey, Run. Run,
3: Joey, Run. Whatever.
2: Uh, well, there there may be Run, Johnny, Run, but I don't know. You're thinking of Run, Joey, Run by David Geddes. Yes, yes. that is the one I'm
3: thinking
2: of. Uh, definitely a classic cheese cut around here. And as we end off uh, the whole
3: salute to Dick Clark. This is Dick Clark one more time.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I thought I'd do it one more time. He wanted to say hello.
3: My name is Starved. And I'm Daffodil, and you're listening to Cheese, Please. And believe it or not, we have something else.
2: now for something completely different. It's Keys Please's music we can't do anything else with. It's the Keys Please.
5: What would you want to play
3: that?
2: OK, an NHL star, Guy LeFleur, if I'm saying that right. Close enough. Hockey star in the late 1970s decides to put $500,000 into a disco record.
3: And perform himself. Yes. Yes. What a waste of money, Uh, but what a division of great cheese.
2: I wouldn't say it's waste because we get to play it on the show, but you're about to get some tips on shooting the puck from Guy Lefleur.
3: Disco style.
2: Yes. Right here on...
3: Cheese, please.
5: A good shot is based on a combination of straight balance on skates, technique, and practice. First, you should use a stick with a handle that you can flex or bend. And no matter what type of shot you work on, it's most important that you release the puck quickly. In recent years, Claude Ruel has really helped me work on my quick release. He passes me one puck after another at high speed, and I receive and shoot all in the same motion can also help your quick release by learning to do push-ups on your fingertips. Start by doing a few and then gradually increase the number until you can do 35. It's not easy, but the strength that you'll gain will make all the difference in developing your shots. Snapshot is one of the greatest offensive weapons to appear in recent years. And doing the push-up exercise is an essential element in its success. You start with the puck on the toe of the blade. Roll the blade over a little. Draw the stick in slightly. And lean on the handle with the bottom hand. And then, snap. The wrist shot is sometimes referred to today as a forgotten art. Wrist shots have two advantages, quick release and accuracy. Cradle the puck in the center of the blade and while flexing the stick slightly, shoot the puck with a sweeping motion. The key here is following through with the motion after the shot. Also, practice receiving a pass and releasing the wrist shot all in the same motion. Remember the importance of the quick release. Slap shot is a valuable offensive weapon if it's used at the right place and time. Many people are critical of the slap shot because most amateurs don't know where it's going, and it takes so long to get it away that usually the shot gets blocked. Here are a few hints for a good slap shot. First, it's the whipping action in the stick that gives you the speed in your shot. Pick the general area you want to shoot at and draw the stick back about waist high. As you're drawing the stick back, allow the bottom hand to slide down the handle about 14 inches from the stick handling position. Now, look at the puck and tighten up the bottom arm as you start to come forward with your shot. The stick should make contact with the ice and the puck at the same time. The blade of the stick should hit the puck between the midpoint and the heel end of the blade.
1: You gotta draw back, pull back, trunk your hand. You gotta draw back, pull back, trunk your hand. Tighten up when you're swinging through. Slap the eyes to behind the clock. Move on through. Move on.
5: For me, the back end shot is the toughest of all shots to master. The curved stick has made the backhand shot even more difficult, since you use the reverse side of the blade. To gain complete control of the backhand, make sure that the puck is between the center and heel of the blade. Only the most skillful players can really take advantage of the potential of the backhand shot or pass. But if you can't master it, it's a great way to keep the defense guessing.
2: With Guy LeFleur and some unknown names in the background there and uh, singing uh, Keep On Pushing" and everything else there from his $500,000 album from 1979. It's called Shooting. That just screams and blasting that in your driveway as you do that whole hockey thing on, on, on the street, right? As you up? practice your shots. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the street hockey.
3: Or yeah, ju- play street
2: hockey. Yeah, yes. until the neighbor just screams at you and says, Turn that disco stuff down! That's not hockey. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I, I just love to hear. I would have loved to be in the boardroom when someone sat down with him and said, hey, we're going to make a disco album.
3: Well, it was kind of possibly his own idea. Uh, well. Maybe he wanted to make a disco album. Come on, gee, gee, don't do that, please. Uh, yeah, don't do that.
2: I, I'm sorry. I know the hate mail is going to come in. That's all I get to say. My, Every time. And yeah, my
3: name is dude, And I'm Daffodilla, and you are definitely listening to Cheese Please, your weekly dose of the wacky, the warped, and the weird. Yeah,
2: that's for your sure. Your
3: Sharknado on the radio. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> Sharknado. Oh, well. Uh, our, our dog was over here bugging me for, for treats.
3: And you didn't give him one.
2: No, I'm talking on the radio. Of course I didn't give him one.
3: So now he's over here bugging me, and oh. I don't have treats over here.
2: Okay, maybe maybe there's a treat here in the in the in the tube. So I'm just gonna bring. It up. Okay, open oh. the door. Take the tube here, and uh, I'll put my nose in here. Oh look,
3: there's a treat. Come here, Brian. Treat, treat. He's already there. He's right behind you. Oh, there he is. Yes. Here, here, treat. There.
2: There he goes. That's only once. Yep. Anyway, on the show, wrapping it up this
3: week, we have Martin Mole. Oh, I like Martin Mole.
2: Martin Mole, comedian Martin Mole, and uh, many other things he's done that I can't think of right now. Actor. Yes, and many Not others. Not so
3: much a singer.
2: But my 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 piece of paper tells me to play dueling tubas. The Ooh, the that show sounds this interesting. Week.
3: Until next week, folks. Have fun. Stay cheesy.
1: yeah mm-hmm. pee <smart noise> <smart noise>